Welcome to the Manda Hadley podcast and today we're talking all about property disputes. So there's something about our homes that can make property disputes a particular flashpoint, often triggering an emotional territorial response and compounding matters still much of our housing stock dates back centuries and there aren't always definitive records of where boundaries lie for example. And as though that were not enough, consistently rising house prices over the last few decades means property disputes can have a significant financial implication. So what do you do if you come into conflict with your neighbours? Well, I'm joined today by Lorraine Walker, solicitor here at Manda Hadley here in Coventry, and we're going to talk through these issues. So welcome, Lorraine. Hello, thank you. Um, so We've alluded, or I've alluded actually, to boundary disputes in my introduction there. Um, but what would be the most common property disputes? Is it boundary? Oh, I don't know where to begin. There's several. So um, boundary is certainly a dispute and that falls under the category of neighbour disputes. So often a boundary dispute will arise when new neighbours um, have bought the house next door and they're querying where the actual boundary lies or they don't like where the fence is or a hedge, for example. Um, that could lead to encroachment on um, your land following the fence being moved or an extension being built. Or you could similarly build your own extension or move a fence thinking that it, you were moving it back to the right place and you would be encroaching. A lot of properties also will share land and access to properties that can cause conflicts if, if people are blocked in, for example, by cars, and also when it comes to repair and maintenance of the shared access and the land. There's also private nuisance, and if I can just explain that in a little more detail, that's where a landowner does something on his own land, which lawfully entitled, which he's lawfully entitled to do, but becomes an unreasonable interference when the consequences of the act extend to the land of their neighbour. So an example of that could be if something that your neighbour does causes damage to your land or property, and that can be physical damage, or it can be damage that causes a loss of enjoyment, such as noise. Another <laughs> dispute that we come across is a breach of an easement. Um, that could be where you need access to a neighbour's land for repairs to guttering or pipes, or a neighbour has interfered with a right of way to which you're entitled to use, or you're entitled to a right of light, which is in danger or has been injured due to an extension being built or a new development being built. So those are just some of the um, disputes that fall under a neighbour dispute. And then also under property disputes, we have what's known as Talata claims. And that's an ownership dispute between cohabitees, which is the most common, but it can arise between family members. And you would ask the court to determine the extent of a party's interest and how the interest can be dealt with. If you aren't able to negotiate or agree any settlement with the other side, and then you would try and get an order for sale if you needed to realise that interest. So, Lorraine, what is it about property disputes particularly that makes them really challenging to resolve? Well, you, you've touched on emotions and property disputes do raise emotions in us in the sense that they challenge our security and the way in which we live in our personal space. Parties these days generally tend to live in close proximity to each other 
And so behaviours which one party might perceive to be wrong or unjust, which affects their home and or their way of life, does or will provoke strong reactions and are often taken very personally. Also, having a dispute with a party who lives next door to you or in your street and who you may see on a daily basis or with whom you've previously lived with in the case of a Talata claim is always going to heighten the level of emotion and stress and exacerbate issues. So if a neighbour, for example, raises a dispute with you or alternatively you need to raise a dispute with your neighbour, what should be the first steps? Right, in both scenarios, please try and stay calm when talking and listening about listening to your neighbour about it. You don't necessarily have to agree with what's being said, but listening and speaking about issues will help in your understanding and it can only assist in trying to resolve the dispute as quickly as possible and also as amicably as possible. Before approaching a neighbour about a dispute, think about what you want to say and if necessary, write it down so that you don't lose your train of thought. If you're the one who's been approached by their neighbour, then take some time to think about your reply before responding to your neighbour's complaints. Also, dependent on the nature of the dispute, you may need to instruct a solicitor and a solicitor will discuss issues and help you determine first whether a dispute exists and if it does, assist with defending an action where a party is deemed to have acted correctly or advising on any necessary corrective actions. And just sort of following on from there, what should an individual do if they have a dispute that involves property ownership? Don't delay. Come and see us as a solicitor or come and see us or a solicitor as soon as possible, whether you believe you have a potential claim or if you think one is going to be made against the property held in your sole name. I say that because you may need to have some immediate action taken if, for example, the property in which you think you have an interest is up for sale to protect your position. Okay. And what impact can an ongoing property dispute have on a homeowner's ability to do things like selling or remortgaging? When you sell a property, a seller is always legally obliged to disclose certain information about their homes to potential buyers. And that's on what's known as a property information form. And this also includes disputes with neighbours and your conveyancer will be able to discuss and advise you you on completion of that. The nature of the dispute may have an impact. Trying to sell a property with a boundary dispute, for example, is going to be far more challenging as I would expect most buyers to be put off by this. Fewer potential buyers could result in a reduced sale price or even no sale. Um, In my opinion, it's far better to be able to record a dispute as having been settled than ongoing on the property information form. Okay, that's really helpful, Lorraine. Thank you very much for your contribution there and your time. Um, If you want to find out more about property disputes um, and how Manda Hadley can can help you, um, just visit the website at mandahadley.co.uk and you'll also find Lorraine's contact details on there. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.